from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop RPG-inspired storytelling, world-building, and character creation podcast powered by listener-submitted prompts. Yeah. And every week we take listener prompt and create the greatest story of all time. But first, we have a lovely chat to start right. it all off. We talk about we create Frasier. Oh. <sighs> Oh my, the no, wind. No, you're right. Is, we create no, cheers no, into no, Frasier. Yeah, we do. We create, we talk about how essentially you're not wrong, Jeff. Like, honestly, like, this isn't me being a goof. Like, essentially, we are creating how cheers flows into Frasier because, like, historically, the show is like, oh, Samuel Gord and this pot, and they've, like, developed into a bigger world. You, We kind of are doing cheers into Frasier, if we're being completely honest. It's, it's my whole being. Fuck. Oh my God. I can't believe how accurate that is, though. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, Lemony Locust, and then the Knights of Justice episode, and then the concept of demons. Oh my god. That's right. Fantasy Frasier is Fantasy real. Fantasy Frasier. Welcome all to Fantasy Frasier. Welcome to Fantasy Frasier. I don't know what to do with those salad and scrambled eggs. Calling again. Mercy. Mercy. Oh, but I do want to start this episode with um uh, a segment that I want to revisit, which I like to call <laughs> Getting to Know You. Getting to know all about you. Now, can we workshop the name, or is that like <laughs> we locked into that? Because I have notes. Are you gonna like the King and I? I think that's King and I. I don't, I don't know. That I don't. Act, I don't actually know. I know Aaron. My like <sighs> the way that you are with like uh, movies. <laughs> yeah, oh. is how I am with theater. <laughs> okay, then yeah, no, it's actually from uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm not gonna doubt you. <laughs> I will, I will hear a name of a musical, and I'll be like, okay. Okay, sure. no, we're going to play this game, then. We're going to play this game, the, okay. the movie game that we present. We'll, we'll, we'll play the movie and the musical game real quick. Okay. Jeff, can you tell me what the last five years is about? Uh, that one I actually can tell you about. Damn it! <laughs> you got one of the, like, do you want to give throw another one? Because that's one of, like, okay. the six musicals I know. <laughs> uh, tell me what, um, uh, what's that musical called? Ordinary Days is about. Um... <laughs> okay uh i'm gonna guess it's sort of like cats yeah sure i'm gonna guess it's like cats but for people yes okay i'm go gonna ahead. guess it's like ordinary days right like it's probably a very elaborate like uh musical sort of opera where like it's a lot of numbers of people introducing themselves and being like this is my ordinary day and like they kind of trot off you and know? then it's like it's like hey i'm a mailman delivering the mail and then he sings a little song about you know uh come rain or sleet or hail okay. and then we meet like uh we meet a butcher who's do maybe does like a drum solo with two butcher's knives that's what i picture that's about okay 
so I, I was doing like the you never see the girl i think she's tasting kombucha in that vine or with a yep. tiktok or whatever that's kind of what my face is doing during all this because i'm like you know it is about kind of it's like in a recently post 9-11 new york it's like it's just four actors i believe and like how four people in a giant city like new york interact and intersect sometimes without even knowing it and how like tiny gestures can affect like the greater picture okay of like someone's life so like right. the it's about like the beauty of what we'd see as like an ordinary day, sure, and the things that can happen in it, but so, not like cats. But so, <laughs> but there's only four people, and they do sing a lot about like. So this is my name is Warren. It's another here day in here in the metropolis. Like kind of where a okay. lot of people introduce themselves. But I like I like your idea. Like, like you're not <laughs> that. You're far off. So. Yeah, it's written by Adam Guan. Definitely, that's one to listen to. Right, it's I will really listen fucking to that. good. I will listen to um, that. Uh, you got a movie for me? I got to think about it for half a second. Um, <laughs> I will know it. I know, but I want to pick a movie that I like. That's true. That's true. Gosh, what's the last? I'm trying to think of the last movie that I saw that wasn't Cats. Because I... <laughs> have we talked about the fu- the history of future folk? The fuck is that? Can you tell me what, what you think that's about? Is that the title of a movie? Yes. When did that come out? 2013-ish. What? Is it like an indie film? Yeah, it was like an indie oh, film. It was okay. on Netflix and like it was very good. Okay, so the history I'm not of- throwing, I can't throw you out because I, I legitimately could not be like, I couldn't think of like, Ant, like literally all I could think of was like that and Ant-Man. <laughs> so I saw Ant-Man on a plane. So, but, so the future of, the what is it? The history of future folk. The history of future folk. I think of it like that, where the history of future folk is like this look into some Blade Runner society where like everyone is obsessed with their phones and, you know, we can't look down from these, out of these monitors and like all our, it's like Wally meets, um... Kind of that SNL sketch where the high schoolers are doing really bad theater. Yeah, right, sure. It's like that kind of thing, and they, you know, and it's kind of that, and there's a very loose plot wrapped around that. Uh, you are, in fact, impressively off. <laughs> but in a good way, because it's actually, it's actually like a movie that I like, and it's not that. What is it? Can so I know? So the premise is, it's a sci-fi, it's like a sci-fi musical comedy. Future I folk. I spit out my coffee. <laughs> Future Folk is a two-person folk rock band who are aliens from a distant planet. Um, And the premise is an alien comes to Earth with a weapon of mass destruction to destroy it because his home world is about to get blown up by an asteroid. Yes. Do they save it with the power of music? Uh, What happens is he lands with like a bomb that's going to blow up the Earth. And as he's finding a place to plant it, he walks into a Home Depot and hears music for the first time because they don't have music on his home world. Of course. And he is so struck by, like, hearing music that he, in fact, abandons his world domination plans and starts playing folk music at open mics. And then, like, another alien comes after him and he plays music for that alien. And it becomes a very charming movie about, like, the power of music to bring people together and save the world. I was astoundingly off. Astoundingly. Oh, my God. Well, this has been another really great episode of Name Pending. Yeah, of uh, of what's that about? What's that about is uh, can we do a what's that about for the next like four episodes? I think it's I'm my down. favorite of the games we've. Played. I'm down. Okay. Now, are we ready to get down to what this podcast is actually about? This is an actual play podcast of Dungeons and Dragons about, oh, Second Edition. This is an, oh, this is a, an open mic <laughs> experience. Hey, you're on. Come on. <laughs> 
So right now, our open mic experience, we're going to get um, Dave and Tom up here, and they're going to talk to you about what their podcast premise is, and we're going to like give criticism and feedback. Yeah, it's going to be great. Aaron, do we have a prompt this week? Prompt this week, yes. Comes to us from our Discord server, Magical Girl Kira, friend of the show, mod of our Discord, and overall godlike human being. Prompt is, the noble quest for the perfect nap. And my I mean, pee probably pro, popped, pro naps. but it's, I took a nap today, actually, when I decided the prompt. I was like, I think it's only fitting to take like a 25-minute nap, you and I feel it. incredible. I'm drinking coffee at 721, but I still, I do it for fun and function to get my third eye open, but naps mm-hmm. are wonderful. Oh, big nap fan. Pro yeah. naps. How often do you nap? Question. Not terribly often. I'll be honest. I am uh, generally only if I'm like exhausted. Yeah. Generally, it's like a, it's a necessity thing and not like a choice thing mm-hmm. but like you know i feel like i've taken some very good naps i'm not great at it but i'm trying to get better luckily my apartment has like zero sunlight ever mm. so anytime i just like close my curtains it's like darkness and i can take mm. a nap but i'm just not particularly good at it so i have an idea that i wanted to pitch to you about napping and sleep and i kind of wanted to talk about like uh, many moons ago on the show we've talked about like the dream space and we talked about lester and the duke and, like, this dimension where, like, you know, you take the shadow trolley and it enters, like, this dream space that's currently inhabited by, like, demons, baddies, and, like, other other bad doers. You know what I mean? And we mm-hmm. refer to it as, like, the dream space or the nightmare space. And it's, like, people are setting up, you know, demon lords are setting up castles. There's monsters. It's, like, a crazy spot. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, like, what it is, how people get there who are not taking the shadow trolley. And I kind of wanted to just, I don't know if I want to focus on a character today. Okay. But I, that's my pitch. But I do want to discuss this space, this like kind of pocket dimension in our world, this seam that has been cut in reality to make this kind of like crawl space between worlds that like is apparently seems to be like housing and people are building like some kind of nightmare city or nightmare world within the dream space. I'm down with that. Okay. So what is like the, so we're going to still stick to the prompt. So the quest for the, the, the noble quest for the perfect nap. What does Mm -hmm. that give you? Like, does that give you any thoughts in relation to this or anything like that? That it, it does a little bit. Okay. Like that to me, let me see if I can find like the words Mm -hmm. that to me feels like a, a, a quest. Yeah. But like a, like the kind of quest that you would build something for. Like we've seen people building things in this sort of nightmare space. And that to me feels like the kind of, like it feels like it feels like a name that is referring to something almost facetiously. Uh, yes, I'm I'm with you, and I and I like that. <clears throat> and something that you're saying, like where it's building towards something, to say that it's the perfect nap means that it is a short. It is mm-hmm. like short and intentionally like thirty minutes. Yeah. So maybe this is like the quest for the perfect nap might be something where you like dip your toe in the nightmare space and dip out. Mm-hmm. Is it like, you know, it's a, maybe it's, uh, is it crossing over, you know, the quest to, the quest to be able to just get in and get out or things like that? It, like, you know, it, it gives me the idea of people making it possible, like that the nightmare space is somewhere where you can visit and leave quickly. Is it somewhere where you fall asleep and you can go in? I can get down with that. Is it like you can take a nap? Is it, but is it the Game of Thrones idea where it's like if you stay too long, in in this different world like you can drown like you know what i mean you get consumed Mm. or like you stay there Mm. 
you know, hmm. like you have to wake up to escape it. Is it Freddy Krueger rules? Where like die in the game, die in real life type feel. <sighs> you know, like do, does your physical body enter the nightmare space, or is it like astral projection? Like your your sleep spell self enters it. I I kind of like it being your physical self. I do too. And I'm very, that's why I was like, I don't know if perfect nap is like literal where like you, oh, I'm asleep and I wake up in the nightmare world. I like it being a literal place that for lack of a better term is referred to as like the nightmare zone, mm-hmm. you know, like where it's like a, you know, a place that you literally can go and like fight a demon lord or like raise an army of evil, you know, and I, but I think it's evil because of the people who are currently in it or is it just a bad place? I think it's evil because of the place itself. I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with saying, like, these are the bad people. Yes. So, like, I kind of want to lean towards, like, this is a place where... Because this is something that, like, legitimately creeps me out. Like, this is a horror thing that I am extremely into, uh, which is places and spaces that are just wrong. Oh, like like there's a wrongness of location that is okay. like intensely creepy to me. I think that's creepier to me than these are the bad people. Okay, because my the reason I I phrased it that way, I'll be no, honest. I, that's, is, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not like calling you out or no, anything. No, 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 I just, no. I know, I know. And I'm I'm building. I'm 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 working sure. with you. And the idea was that you had mentioned a dream space, which I thought of as like a vacant crawl space. Yeah, and people moved in to do bad shit in it, like okay. a boss bad guy hideout. Okay. And I didn't know if that, but I do like no, some I like kind that. of. I, I like that. I like that it is a, yeah, I like that it is a space. It is just like a, a, an extra space. Yes. Because um, I, I, I wrote this little thing at the end of Lester and the Duke where it's like, de- like I, it was like a little, my little like minute audio extra was after Lester and the Duke left the dream space demons were like oh we did it you can like enter you can cross over we can bring people here Mm -hmm. you know and like so i kept thinking of it as a place that you can inhabit and it kind of takes like this theme that we kind of have where it's like the space like the world reflects the people who are in it and their intentions Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so like if there were a bunch of fucking evil doers you know does it become like you said this idea that scares you is like a place that's wrong where like this twisted hellscape or like i you know the image that always uh always gets me is that like funhouse feel you know that like dark carnival or like really my my image that i get for this place is very industrial and metropolitan but like factories churning out smoke you know a lot of like clanging metal kind of like um uh what's the place where oh isengard Mm -hmm. i think of that kind of feel but more modern and i'm looking at pictures of tokyo at night right now Mm -hmm. and i'm seeing like this you know metal city lit up but like fantasy-esque i don't know yeah but is it that kind of feel where it's like people made it shitty i i want to throw a wrench at that because i like where you're at but like i want to throw it from another direction yeah yeah this is a spaghetti set listener this is a max level spaghetti session because we have literally no idea what we're gonna do like because like tying going back to like um what creeps me out about like spaces that are wrong yeah, uh, there's a few like sources that I can like point to here that I'm going to be pulling pretty hard on as I pull on this thread. Please do like um, the house of the book House of Leaves is a big one where it's just like a house that is like wrong. It's too large and it like oh, is I like that twisted. And then like there's the movie 1408, yes! which yeah, is about yeah. like an eat like the room itself is just wrong and yeah. evil. 
or like to a certain extent, The Shining, where it's like the hotel is this place that is okay. is And so like what I want to throw at you is what if the people are not necessarily bad? Yes. But the place in like in the way that um like the place itself, like there's something about it that like twists you into an unrecognizable version of yourself. Okay. You said cuz you had said funhouse. And like yes. what stands out as creepy to me about funhouse is like the funhouse mirror. Yes. Which, like, twists you and, like, presents you in these odd shapes and are these sort of unrecognizable ways. And so if this is a space that is subconscious, right, if this is a space that is some sort of a dreamscape where you, uh, you, you know, then, like, perhaps it is colored by, it, it, it like, twists your, your motives, your actions, your intentions. Like, it twists them and it just kind of, like, pulls at you like a thread, right? Like... And that's that's where it's sort of the badness comes from is this idea of you're here and slowly it just starts to like pick at you. Okay. Like claw at the back of your neck. Okay. I like it. So it is an evil zone. It's an evil space. crawl space between yeah. worlds. You know, it's yeah. it's like that weird space between two walls in like a building. How like that exists and you know, you if you could get yourself in there it would kind of change you. So it is a, it is a physical space that you can go to, yes? Yes. And it is just bad, you know, for lack of a better term. Like, I, I, I will admit, I did like the, I love the idea of a funhouse mirror. Yeah. But is it, it, it reflects you, or are we talking doppelgangers? I think it reflects, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's like an evil, like there's a, you know, you with a mustache. Like it's, I don't know, think it's you deal. with a mustache. I don't no. think it's you with a mustache. That I think it is that part of you that you don't want to admit is there. Mm. Like, we can simply say it's a place where like malice thrives. And it's a place where it's like, because I, I also like, I like your idea that like people moved in here because it reminds me of there's another, um, there's another kind of horror-esque movie yeah uh which it's not really a horror movie it's like a sci-fi movie it's a time travel movie it's called primer where it's a box that gives you an extra like 16 hours a day or i think it's eight hours i forget how long it is but it just like gives you extra like it sends you back a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. and so your day just gets longer and as that happens like people take advantage of it and it kind of brings out their worst selves okay so what i want to suggest is like People, people, somebody found this space. Mm. I'm not terribly concerned with who. That's a later episode because yeah, I really yeah, want to yeah. like work out. I, I don't, I want to work out the larger details before we dig into it. Maybe that's the next episode. We'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. But like somebody moved, somebody found these, like people found this space and moved in because it's just big empty buildings and big walls with mirrored, with mirrored windows that show you, you yourself a little too clearly. And, like, big, empty streets. And, Aaron, I'm going to throw you a particular, just an unnerving detail. Yes. Have you ever been in a completely carless city? Like, where there are no cars? Yeah. I don't think so. Like, I've been to areas of New York where there, like, there are, you know, it's just walking paths, sort of. And it is, it's disturbing. It looks like, what's the movie we saw that with Will Smith? Uh, I Am Legend. It looks like I Am Legend, which is, like, deeply disturbing. Because, like, when the Pope was here, when the Pope visited Philadelphia, like, they closed off all of the streets. All of them. 
Like they were closed off. There were no cars. There were people walking in the streets. And what was super unnerving was you could hear so many echoes. Like you could hear so many echoes of footsteps, of conversations, because things were just bouncing off of these giant metal walls. And like it was so, it was so surreal. To be able to, like, hear these things that you don't realize how much white noise there is in a city at all times until it's not there and you just hear those. It reminds me of, this like, the spaces, the soundproof spaces that are perfectly silent where you hear your own body noises yes. and it, like, causes you to hallucinate. So it gives me a really, that gives me an image of when you talk about, like, the sound that echoes make. And we're trying to figure out, like, why this place is bad mm-hmm. or, like, what it what it is kind of. I think it kind of is. So it's like a blank canvas. Yeah. You know, it's eerie. Yes. But perhaps it is quite possibly, like, in this idea that we have for fantasy where it's, like, you know, what you put out, you know, ripples throughout the world. You know what I mean? And affects mm-hmm. other people. For this, perhaps it's like the echo that you call out, like whatever you bring in, this malice, perhaps it can it bounces around the city and like mm. shapes it, you know, so as opposed to like it affects the world, you know what I mean? Meaning people, this is kind of like you can carve out your own place with your own malice. And okay. I'm thinking of like something, I don't know, something that would attract people like fucking demons or like people who want to you know, do fucked up shit. Like, say Arcana Dim Day is here. You know what I mean? Demon Lord Mm -hmm. conjures demons, hates everyone, wants to destroy stuff, is bad. You know, what would draw him there and make him stay? Like, is is it simply just like, you know, you're bad magic mean magic is stronger? You know, it enhances. We can just simply, we can chalk it up to magic or we can really break it down. You know? I want to break it down a little bit. Okay, cool. Because, like, what jumps out, like... I apologize if it feels like I'm really taking the wheel here. Just no, no, like, no. There's this idea that is, like, buried in my head that I'm trying to, like, get, like, dig out. What are, like, the base components of it? Like, what do you want this city to... Let's start with, like, what is so it a bad city? Yes. Yes. I think it is... It. I think what... I think here's, like, the pitch that I'm kind of working towards. Okay. You threw out that, like, people moved here, right? Like, people moved here to take advantage of this space. Yes. And that it was, like, a big, empty crawl space. Yeah, it's like a, it's a free area. It's just, like, a zone that you so, can like, inhabit. what I'm picturing is tying a lot of these sort of loose ideas that have been bouncing in my head together. Is, like, somebody somewhere sometime found this space that is big, empty, abandoned buildings you know and nothing for miles like this infinite empty space somebody finds it people like people find it and start taking advantage of it right like this is an easy space to you know this is an easy space for like a, a crawl space a hideout this yeah, is an that's easy how, space yes to like lay low to hide things that you that like are the hide things that you have stolen that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's I, I always get the feel that this starts as a small operation and then like where it's like you know I I have a sword that drains the fucking life of people or like you know drains their magical essence where it's like and if I want to ditch it I put it I I throw it into the seam that I can cut into my little crawl space. And what I'm thinking is like in the vein of like cosmic horror because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're playing at here in the way that like you know there are sometimes in fantasy and in fiction just like 
shadow cities. And it, what it what it says to me is like a tr- a trope of that type of horror story, uh, often or often ascribed to a piece of shit author whose name I will not mention here. That vein of cosmic horror is often tied to I found a thing. I'm gonna use this thing. I'm not gonna stop and like I at no point consider the true nature of this thing mm. until it is too late and it has already enacted a fate worse than death so what i'm thinking is like people move like people used this space right like it's an infinite empty crawl space like i can stash my stuff here we can make plans here we can do whatever and they didn't stop to consider that like you know what i mean like there's yes, that um yes. there's that horror movie element of like don't go through that door yes and it is what it is is they didn't stop to consider the weird, the echoes that they were hearing or the fact that every building is too large and has angles that don't make sense. And that like they just that they hear or that like they feel these impulses that like may- maybe they felt but they could brush aside. And now they're like it's that these things are happening and they're brushing them off because this space like is a horror space yeah that is like twisting things and like the the space itself is bending the people in it Mm. and they don't realize it's happening because they're taking advantage of it until it is too late and they've been bent to a place where they cannot possibly come back okay i fuck with this because what you said about author that shall not be named being like you you use the thing and not thinking about it gives me the idea from before where it's like the echo of malice the echo of so people are going in here planning fucked up shit doing fucked up shit you know raising small battalions of like you know goon squads or you know little things little things a lot of these things are like say you go in and you and your crew are like we're gonna rob that castle you know and take down the guards blah 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 that malice that negative that evil that you're basically you know in the battle of good versus evil way of thinking of these things is echoing out the next time you go in there's a new skyscraper and it's a little twisted and bent you know there's a new little building there's a new underground area the city kind of builds and develops it feeds on this malice you know Mm -hmm. and grows and changes and changes and then by the time no one's thinking of it perhaps that's when like cosmic horrors which in our world would be like a demon are like taking shape in there and inhabiting it because like it starts out small and eventually you know you have like fucking demon overlords are like you know taking up residence in castles that have appeared Mm -hmm. you know it's at first it's like oh let's go in this small house in this shadowy wood and then like after years of doing evil shit in it all of a sudden this metropolis appears and it's like eventually there's overlords and castles and you know cosmic fiends are there you know what i mean like like uh like cornst basically level Mm -hmm. demons or entities are in this space and it eventually just develops and develops and develops because no one was thinking that it was feeding on they basically dark essence that people were giving out is that the idea i think so i i i think so i think it is yeah i think it is and it's that it's it's yes i think so because i like that and i i think it's also that i'm gonna say maybe yes and no okay because i like it feeding i like it sort of feeding and and growing powerful as these people are in it like plotting these things like oh yeah we're gonna go rob we're gonna go rob some people we're gonna knock over a fruit cart and, and it's 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 feeding off of that malice. I think why I, why I say no is I also think that it is 
the space itself is so powerful that it maybe doesn't need them. Mm. If that makes sense. Then why does it, does it, it, it would grow on its own without anybody noticing it? I think it is, it is a presence that is like pure and powerful, but them being there, like maybe it does, maybe it needs them, maybe it's feeding. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, it's. Yeah, I was thinking like it needs malice and unchecked, because you said unchecked basically. Yeah. I'm thinking of it as like, I my parallel is kind of like an environmental kind of mm. story yeah you know where it's like we we weren't thinking about what we were doing or putting out and all of a sudden there's like fucking demon factories you know and they're all making these like horrible light draining weapons and you know but you know it turns into isengard really quickly unchecked. i like this so i like i like the the marriage of these two things yeah because like what that says to me like again pulling up being very overt about pulling on threads is Actually, Aaron, we're at 30 minutes. Do you want to play uh, What's That About? Yes. Do you know what Annihilation is about? Is that a movie? Yes. It had uh, Natalie Portman in it. And It's just called Annihilation? Isn't Annihilation. That like, it was 2018, I believe. Literally no idea. Like, okay. honestly, I could... I would say it's the end of the world movie or an Aliens movie. Um, It's a little bit of an Aliens movie. Uh, so it's like an inv- it's described as like an environmental horror movie. Okay, and it's about very similarly like a space that is like when you walk through it, it is full of mutated landscapes and yes. like things that just are like weird and mutating as time goes on. And like I think it's similar to that, and I think it's both of those at the same time. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Where it's it's expanding, and as it's expanding, like it is actively feeding on the intentions and the 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 subconscious desires and the wants and the actions of these people that are taking advantage of this space while also basically like while these people are also being you know they're taking advantage of this space it's taking advantage of them and it's forming this sort of mutually upsetting horror space of like it is growing more powerful it is consuming the people in it Yes. And growing more powerful as it further, as it goes from, like, being wrong to being, like, malicious. Yes. I love this. It, 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 the, the idea that I have, the idea that it gives me is this idea that it starts small, you know, and it's like, oh, we didn't know. We were just planning fucking heists, you know, and burying bodies and getting rid of our weapons and bad shit. You know, doing, planning evil shit, being malicious douchebags. And then it kind of like once it's out of control, there's enough, there's too many beings in the space to kind of reverse it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the the feeding, like it's it's now so filled, and it's like this bustling metropolis of twisted evil lights and you know spotlights, and it's almost like its own world now, its own mirror image of like a world. But that feeds completely on the people who reside in it. You know what mm. I mean? Because if like mm-hmm. a demon lord were to go in here and like someone who is a being of pure like malice and evil, like Sarah Connor Dimday lives there, it could feed on him forever. Just his presence alone would be like, oh no, we can't turn this world back now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, compared to the small time bandit getting rid of a bunch of cabbages, you know, that they stole comparatively it's like the damage is done is the damage the difference between like a car and a factory that literally churns out co2 yeah sure like that kind of feel where it's like oh fuck this place is now 
the nightmare space. It's no longer mm-hmm. a crawl space for like to ditch your cabbages. It yeah. is now a place where like you can go and harness like, you know, your innermost evil desires and they take shape in terms of kind of your imagination. Yeah. Because we had mentioned before that like this is where you can go if you like, you know, fight a bad guy. You know, if you're like a super powerful hero, you'd be like, I got to go rid the world of a demon lord. There's only one place where they can reside and it's in the nightmare space. Is that the idea? Mm, I think so. Is this a place where like heroes go? I hear the hesitation mm. in your voice. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I like what 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 makes me hesitate about that. And I think what pivots me back towards the pitch is like I, I, I'm not huge on the idea of like, well, I got to go kill. Well, I got to go kill a thing. Yes. So let me go here and kill a thing. Yeah. I almost like which pulls me back to the divine quest for the perfect nap. OK. This idea of like this space grew and grew and expanded and expanded. The more people were in it, the larger the space got, the larger the space got, the more people got maybe pulled into it. Maybe it, you know, it grew and it's, it, it grew to a point where you didn't enter it. It grabbed you. It was like and a singularity like, of malice. Yeah. And it just started pulling people in and twisting their twisting them into these unrecognizable forms. And eventually, like, it just became a thing where uh, the seam had to be closed. Right. Like and and. It's this thing that's out there that is just lurking, right? It's lurking. It's lurking outside of the veil of perception. So the divine quest for the perfect nap. Here is my pitch. All contact between fantasy and the nightmare space. Uh, The world is only four square miles. (laughs) All contact between the fantasy and the nightmare space has been like severed at this point. Like things have gotten so bad that they were just like we like even the people that were even the the mercenary gangs and the the warlords and all of the people that were like using it closed it off because now it's full of you know tentacle beasts and yeah, it's demon like, lords. It's like the end of Poltergeist. It kind of imploded yeah. in on itself and like closed itself off. And so like it's this closed off space. And the divine quest for the perfect nap is my pitch: a a sect, an order, a a group that is devoted to. For a time, entering into this space for question mark. But mm. like it is, it is, it is, if you are here for more than half an hour, if you are here for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like an undersea adventure. You are very likely never coming out of there. Like if you are there, there's a real chance that some sort of winged pterodactyl man is going to grab you and, and pull at your insides for an eternity. Okay, it gives me... Okay, so what I love about this now is that it kind of feels like an underwater quest mm. in the way that, like, it's incredibly dangerous to go down there. So you can only do small bits at a time before someone has to, what, pull you out? Is it like... Yeah. Is it like Poltergeist? Yes, yes you know, it's very much you, like Poltergeist. Where you can go in, but you have to be, like, tethered by what someone, like... For lack of a better term, like shaking you awake. Yeah. You know, like because you're not physically, you are physically going in. There's a whole process to it, which is what the Divine Quest is in charge of. There's a whole Mm. process because, you know, ley lines forbid that a tear is cut again. Yeah. And so it is, you're going to go under. for Like It reminds me again of of like Inception, right? Is it Flatliners and Inception type thing? You ever see Flatliners? I've not seen Flatline. Oh, I did it. It's a movie where people basically like they, they give themselves heart attacks. I, yes, I know yes. of it. Okay. Damn it. Haha, <laughs> you never can get me. It's factual. 
Unless it does it. Aaron, does Flatliners have music? It's a musical. Do they sing actually. songs? It's a, uh, there's okay. a musical version of Flatline. No, I wish. <laughs> Aaron, I mean, we're about to sit on. We're on, on a million dollar idea. I mean, it's 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 out there now. Oh so, God! But like. The idea is, like, there is a whole process where, like, you go on. It reminds, it's a lot of Inception or Flatliners where it is you go under. Like, we are going, someone's going to, a member of the Divine Quest is going to sit with you. They're going to, you know, do rituals. And then they are going to wake you up with a particular water. And it is, they're going to splash it on your face. You are going to wake up. They are going to, like, uh, you know do some stage magic thing where they they levitate you over the bed and they 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 sweep the bed and they do these rituals because like part of you is still there your physical self went to the nightmare place okay and they have to make they have to essentially decontaminate you okay i fuck with this so my 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 image is awaking a bell like ringing a bell to bring you back like mm-hmm. literally physically waking you up is it like if you cross over, what do you, can you take stuff with you? Do you get I like think, your sword and fucking shield? Yeah. You know, is it linked? Cause I'm thinking like Zelda, you ever play Link to the Past for Super Nintendo? Yeah. I'm thinking like the, if you don't have the moon pearl, you're a bunny. But if you do the right things, if you're part of this order, you go, you actually go yourself. Can I, can I throw you a nut, like a, a variation on that? Yes. This is so many reversals for our listeners at home. And I hope you're as into this as I am. Because what I want to say is, you had said, like, can you take stuff back? Yes. Which bounced off of an idea that I just casually thrown out, which is that it is grabbing people. Mm. This is a rescue op. This is a rescue order. Yeah. This is for, uh, I have a loved one that, ha- that like, fell into a shadow, that fell into their own shadow. I I need your help in getting them back and they they put you under because you because you were the only person that was able to find your loved one and after 30 minutes what this is this is the other half of this so their whole quest is rec- pulling people out of this space so they are not consumed or distorted to a point where they are also lost I fuck with this it's very much um sort of like you have to bring them back to light in a way mm-hmm. like in both ways of like physically and like let go of your hatred type thing let go of your anger let go of your malice and like you have to f- bring people back and the other half of it is you'd set a bell that gives me a very cool visual, okay. which is like when you ring that bell, it, it rings through to the nightmare space oh. and like shows you where the, the gateway or the doorway is. Yeah. But why it is partially why it is so dangerous, why it can only be a certain amount of time, because like the idea is like you can't stray that far from the gate. Okay. Because if you hear it, because if I start ringing this bell, you're not going to be the only person that hears that. I fuck with if this. You go, if you go more than 20 minutes, you're not going to hear this bell. But six other, but six other entities are, and we're all fucked. So it is, oh. it is, it is, it is, you have 20 minutes. You can own, as far as you can travel in 20 minutes. Or 10, a 10, you can travel within 10 to 15 minutes, because after a half hour, I gotta ring this bell. You gotta make your way back. Can I give a pitch? Yes. I'm obsessed. The idea that ringing this bell is the thing that, like, guides you and lets you, you know, do your thing. When you're over there, when you ring the bell, say I'm in the nightmare dimension and I ring the bell, 
we talked about initially like echoes and sound bouncing off of eerie buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you get there, it's this twisted carnival skate, you know, the shadowy dimension of twisted horrors and blah, 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 mm-hmm. where you ring the bell anywhere where the sound of that bell bounces off of makes it like renewed. Yeah. And you can, so you basically, you run the risk. I feel this like video game, game mechanic, Silent Hill-esque thing of like ringing the bell, the sound of, you know, the bell of awakening, the cloche of awakening, whatever, goes like, you know, ding-a-ling-a-ling, those sound waves bounce off of things and kind of like Silent Hill, like decontaminates them for lack of a better term, brings them back for a minute and like cleanses them. And so that like creates your path. Any, like you said, anywhere that can hear the bell is kind of like you're anywhere you can go in 20 minutes. So you mm-hmm. have to run the risk of ringing the bell, clearing out an area, and going into it and pulling someone out mm. while also attracting horrors and demons to yeah. you. Fuck, that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. That's so scary because you'd, that's have to keep, you'd have to keep wee-wooing and ringing this bell in order to like navigate it without like, you know, the tendrils grabbing you. It's the only thing that keeps the tendrils of darkness from grabbing you. Yeah. And it's at the same time, like, if you ring it, everybody knows where you are. It it reminds me a lot of, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, um, in, like, zombie things, like, you know, the, in, like, survival horror games, like, you have your gun. Yes. But if you, if you pull, if you shoot that gun. Yes. Like, everything, or it's not even, not even survival horror, it was like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, absolutely. It is attracting the horde. And all of the red exclamation marks pop up. Yeah, it would be like being covered like you if you go in and you are not being fueled, you know, if you're not an asshole, basically, you go in and like nothing notices you, the tentacles, you see them like bubbling. But the only way to find the person that you're kind of locked in on is by ringing this bell. And that raises basically your threat level. Jeff, I think we got a game on our hands. This feels pretty good. (laughs) This feels pretty good. I love this nightmare dimension. And I love that there are people actively pulling people back, you know, because it would be a tempting thing to be like, you can great, it's one of those things you can gain great power at a great cost scenario, as is often in our show we do. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I think, is that, is that a wrap? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Fuck. And then at one point we're going to have to talk about people who go in, what this Mm -hmm. order, do you want to name the people who go, who do it? The divine nap. I mean, they're the the name, their, their name is the divine order of the perfect nap. Like, I'm going with that. <laughs> I, I, I fuck with it. <laughs> wow. That's a wrap on the night. We built a nightmare dimension, and it doesn't suck. It's, like, mm-hmm. very thought out. Good mm-hmm. job. You had some bomb ideas. Thank you so much, Magical Girl Kira, uh, for your prompt. Um, they use the Discord uh, prompt submission channel, and you can, too. And there's a lot of ways to send prompts to our beautiful show. And, uh, why, why aren't you using them? You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com or you can uh, go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord uh, and go to the prompt submission channel. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Um, also, check out our YouTube page, all my fantasy children. I'm probably going to make another explained video soon. So new people and people who've been listening for a while can know what the fuck we're talking about without having to re-listen to like 100 episodes. That's fair. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff has another podcast that you need to be listening to 100% right now. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. 
New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom, do it. Um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network, a home to brilliant creators, brilliantly smart podcasts like Arms of the Tide, uh, like All My Fantasy Children, like Skyjack's Courier's Call, a show that I'm on and you should be listening to right now. Follow their Twitter account because there are sweet rewards and tears for hitting a couple that we have set up. If we hit 700 followers, I'm going to make a playlist for my character. And which is fucking hilarious. So do that. Find everything at oneshotpodcast.com. Um, verbal hug this week. Uh, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to struggle. It's sometimes sometimes you're gonna fall sometimes you're gonna fall fall real short of where you wanna be emotionally and uh and that's okay. Like you're like you're not gonna, you know, sometimes you're running on empty and that happens. You know, things run out of gas. It's it's the nature of there is no perpetual motion machine. And acknowledging that and saying that out loud, putting out into the world, hey, I am in this space, is not an imposition. And it is, in fact, the one of the healthiest things you can do because it's acknowledging that your feelings are valid and real. And I think that's really important. It's really important to do that because that's that's how you naturally come to process those negative emotions and you you process the the when when you're feeling those ways the way to process them is to acknowledge them and to give them space you know you have to you have to air dry your laundry you have to let these things out in the air to let them heal it's true absolutely it's 100 i could not agree more perfection and is that it i think that's it gosh dang All right well on that note until next time Good night and good game. Hey, you! Come back here with those cabbages! <laughs> He's trying to chase us. He's trying to chase us. <laughs> hey, stop laughing and start running. We don't want no problem with no mascots. Ah, there they are, right on time. I'll take it out of here. Hey, where are we going anyway? I can't keep running like this. My legs are killing me. Over here, I found it. It's down in the well. A well? You said you found an old hideout. I hate jumping in a well. Hey, you, stop. Dang it, we're out of options. Trust me and jump. Sounds good to me. See you on the other side. Oh, where'd he go? It don't matter, just jump. Ah! Ah! Bye-bye, mascot. Ah! (laughs) This is it? This is your grand hideout? (laughs) Yeah, there's like nothing in here. Yeah, how the heck is such a big room at the bottom of a well? Everyone relax. You think I've been here before? I merely heard of an opportunity and seized it. Look around you. This is potential. Just think. We could do anything here. Make anything disappear. Make anyone disappear. Did you just say anyone? Uh, they definitely said anyone. Yeah, they did. But now that you think about it, we could make anything possible down here. I am tired of being a common thief. Here we could become more than we are. We could become feared. I don't want to become feared. I don't want to become someone people fear. I want to become fear. 
With this room, we could become the greatest thieves in all the world. Thieves, think bigger. <laughs> I'm getting excited. We could take over. Yes, to a new begin- Um, hey, which one of you was whistling? Hey. You know it wasn't none of us. Uh, something's down here with us. Hey, something's over there. Hey, you! No, 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 no don't go no, over no, there! No, no. You think you can mock the greatest thieves of all time? It begins. Huh? It begins. I've got news for you. It begins. 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 It begins